The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. So we know and you know that, that during normal times, you know, life is challenging enough. Right. There's always things going on uh, now dealing with the prolonged effects of COVID-19, the, the economy, the social changes that just seem to be happening nonstop. Um, it, it can at times feel just simply exhausting and overwhelming to get through the day. And and Dr. Gans Ferentz joins us this afternoon to, to let us know that you're not alone. It's understandable. And he's got some tips about how to flip it on its head. And, and thrive. Dr. Gans Ferentz, registered psychologist, joining us this afternoon for How Does That Make You Feel? Hey, Gans. Hey, how's it going, Jalen? I'm really good. I'm really good. It's great to hear your voice. Um, yeah, you're right. You know, when you talk about everything that's been going on, um, you know, it's even tougher, it seems, at times to get through the day than it was before. And even days back then, before COVID-19, things were were, were tricky. Yep. Uh, you, you say that there's a way to make things easier, though. You say instead of trying to survive what's coming at you, go on the offensive and take the fight to life. What does that mean? Well, last time I was on, we were talking about the shift in perspective, right? We, we talked about how you look at things really changes how you experience things. And this is sort of an extension of that because, you know, with especially because it's been so long with um, our adjustments to COVID and everything else that you mentioned at the top, uh, it, it can really feel like it's wearing on us, right? And, and we can feel like we're just trying to survive. And unfortunately, that breeds a little bit of a victim mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that <laughs> our energy totally changes when we feel like we're having to survive something or we're victim of something, versus looking at things as uh, a challenge and an opportunity, right? And so you know, those of us who play sports, we know that sometimes the best defense is a good offense right if you mm-hmm. take if you take that challenge and you go after whoever like in hockey if you're playing if the puck is in the other in the opponent's zone more of the time your defense is gonna you know be good right you don't have mm-hmm. to spend a lot of time or energy on defense and so the same thing with the attitude around having to deal with any of these life challenges but especially this stuff that we're dealing with right now so it's about changing your mindset um how do we do that well, it, it does take just the awareness, right? But then it takes a lot of practice because once once we have the idea that we can see it differently and that it's, that, that way of seeing it is actually reasonable, um, then it does take some practice. And and so here's, here's a little analogy, okay? Okay. So um, if... if if you're, you know, you're on a road, there's a road and it's, you know, right up a, a, a sharp cliff, a lot of people go over the edge and, you know, so they end up um, in a mess down at the bottom. Well, it's, it's okay to go and put a hospital down at the bottom so you can take care of the people who fall off. But it's better to put a guardrail up at the top so people don't fall off as much. <laughs> right? So that that mm-hmm. makes sense. But it's even better to actually go rent a bulldozer and then just cut a new road so it doesn't go anywhere near the cliff right mm-hmm. that's, that's much more reasonable uh, an approach and so the same thing is uh in this this idea of taking the fight to life look at things as an opportunity look at things as a way to um how can i how can i make this work for me how can i 
start to look for ways to improve. And we talked last time about um, post, or maybe it was the time before, post-traumatic driving, right? Post-traumatic yes. growth. And so this is another example of that. You know, what is it that I can do here that I can be on, be a little more proactive, be be um, stepping into what I'm seeing, and how can I make it work for me? That way, I don't feel like a victim. Changes my energy, and then I actually have more success in dealing with the challenges. You know, Gans, even just, you know, when you say, oh, why is this happening to me compared to um, how can I make this work for me? Right. It's just there. It's just a total different feel all the way around. It just even makes you a, a little bit more optimistic saying it that way or thinking about it that way than just wallowing down there. Oh, poor me, poor me. Absolutely. And, you know, and listen, not to minimize anybody's suffering through this time because absolutely mm-hmm. this is a difficult time and lots of people um, are in situations that they did not really create themselves. You know what I mean? We, we, we just sort of find ourselves in this in this way. But the problem is we're in this situation, right? So how, mm-hmm. how is the best way to get through this? And like you said, just feeling and thinking about, okay, how do I make this work for me? How do you know? Right away, you, you open up your brain a little bit. You start to think and look for things that may actually be advantages. You look for opportunities. And just by doing that, you're not in the headspace of, oh, man, why is this happening to me? And this is terrible. And how am I going to get through it? The idea is we're on the ride anyway. We might as well choose how we go. You know, it's interesting, just something popped into my head. I know um, there's, um, there's a business um, that I had bought some stuff uh, from. He's a you know, former soldier, uh, got out of that business, decided to go into making fancy shirts, all right? Ooh. Fancy shirts. That was his business. And online, you could do it all. And then, of course, when COVID hit, um, you know, the need for fancy shirts and the money for fancy shirts, maybe not there anymore. But he turned it around and started designing masks, um, masks for... Uh, for us to wear during COVID-19. So he looked as, you know, how can I make this work for me uh-huh. and switch something on his head and move forward and has, is having some really good success with with that. Is that kind of, you know, in, 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 in one way how you'd, you know, that would be a good, um, um, what's, what's the word? That? That? Example yeah. of that, yeah. Well, well first I gotta ask, are they fancy masks? <laughs> they are they are <laughs> fancy <awesome>. masks. <laughs> they are fancy masks, yes. <laughs> That's great. No, absolutely. This is a this is a great example of that. Um, because yeah, and, and if you look at a lot of successful people, I would I would guess that all successful people have developed this skill of looking at life and no matter how it looks, right? I mean it's easy when things are going well. Very easy. But when things aren't going traditionally well is what we would think of of well, asking yourself, how can I make this work for me? Where is the opportunity? Mm. A lot of the successful people, if not all of them, have that attitude, right? And and this is a great example. So he says, okay, well, fancy shirts aren't going to sell, but hey, fancy masks might be the thing, right? (laughs) So people people can't dress up on their bodies so much. They don't need to, but they definitely need to wear something on their face. Let's make that cool thing for for people, right? And, And this is the way that people, you know, in a sense, weather the storm, but in lots of ways, come out even better off than how they might have gone in. And so this is this is the thing. We can all learn from that great example of your friend who just pivoted Gans, really quickly. 
Gans, I wonder, you know, when all of this started and the initial shutdown was what back in March, we were kind of coming out of winter and we made it through spring. We got through spring. We've, you know, moving through summer now and we're heading back into fall. We're, we're less than, than four months to Christmas Day. Moving well. back into winter, which, yeah, that was yesterday. Moving back into a time when some people tend to have a little bit more doldrums, you know, seasonal affective mm-hmm. disorder, that sort of thing, coupled with all of the pressure from COVID, whether it's their work, their business, whatever it is. I mean, how worried are you on on that front about moving back into a winter season with a lot of this still hanging over us? Mm-hmm. And so that's an excellent question. I, I've been getting that question a lot. <laughs> and it is, it is a real concern. Um, it's not something we need to stress about, but it is something we need to be aware of and prepare for. Because yes, I mean, we all feel, tend to feel a bit better when it's sunny outside and you know, you get out, you go for a walk, everything is green and the sky is blue. It's a lot different when things are brown and the sky is gray mm-hmm. and, you know, it's kind of cold and windy. So um, th- this is a, this is the actual thing that we need to look at in addition to the lack of sunshine that comes with the winter and all this other stuff. So um, being aware that that is a sort of a natural time when things slow down in our physiology and that we can tend to have problems there. What, what I've been recommending for people to do, and this is what I'm doing, is I'm looking for ways to, like, to, to find projects or um, opportunities to say, okay, what can I do now that I have the time? It's gonna, I'm going into winter. I'm not going to be out of the house as much. Or you know, maybe I'm into winter sports. I gear up for that, and the opportunity to play winter yeah. sports is awesome. But if, you know, maybe it's a good book I want to read, or you know, I need to work through this series on Netflix, or um, you know, um, some some people I know are learning a new language, or they're learning mm-hmm. to bake, or you know, something like that, where they may not have had the time to do this pre-COVID. And, you know, the summer's been busy. But as we go into the fall and winter months, this is a great time to look for those types of opportunities. And what I've said is you want to have something where there's a sense of progression. You can see what you're doing. You can see how you're moving along and some sense of accomplishment at the end. Because that really does help us to feel like we're having a little more um, sense of autonomy, sense of control back into our lives. And this is one of those examples of making, you know, seeing the opportunity there. It's uh, coming up to 3.20. Dr. Gans Ferentz joining us this afternoon. You can find out more at his website at AskDrGans.com. We're talking about, you know, just getting through tough times, how to switch things, flip things on their ear a little bit, and uh, to to help us move forward instead of just kind of, you know, wallowing, which which can happen in in tough times and certainly in the tough times that we're facing right now. And Gans, you you talk about the importance of celebration, and you (laughs) say we should celebrate everything tell us more about your thoughts on that (laughs) well this is this is something especially right now with the prolonged you know everything we've been through um it's something we might forget we might forget to celebrate some stuff that goes on in our lives right and and you know we're trying to figure out how to celebrate birthdays and different sort of big events like that but i'm talking about the little stuff too i'm talking about the you know getting through the day and you know like figuring out how to you know, make up with the spouse after you kind of messed <laughs> up or, you know what I mean, your kid's first day of school, right? You know what I mean? Different things like that. We want to celebrate any kind of positive movement we can find. Now, here's why. Because when you're celebrating, it, it, it's it's a sort of a, a turbocharged form of gratitude, a, a turbocharged form of, of uh, thankfulness. And when you're mm-hmm. doing that, you you definitely change the way you see things. 
uh, the way our brain works is whatever we pay attention to, we tend to see more of and we tend to create more of that thing in our lives. So when we start to look for things, if we play the game of trying to catch life being nice to us or catch ourselves being nice to ourselves and we celebrate that, what we do is our brain then looks for more of that type of thing to pay attention to. After a while, you develop this virtuous cycle, which is the opposite of a vicious cycle, a virtuous cycle where it just kind of plays on itself. You celebrate the good stuff that's happening and your brain looks for more good stuff. So you find more good stuff, you get more stuff to celebrate. Before you know it, your mood is very, very different than how you may have started. And so this is why the power of celebration is such a big deal. And it's it, it, unfortunately, it's something we don't think about very often. And I always say, celebration is a fuel for, for, for future success. So you mm -hmm. want to give yourself that fuel, that gas in your tank, so you can go and make more success for yourself, and just make sure you celebrate that too. So, but does celebration doesn't mean having a party, because we can't. Celebration doesn't necessarily mean having a bottle of champagne or, or you know, a box of chocolate. I mean, I think a lot of people think celebration as a as a big to do. You're talking right. on a on a on a smaller scale scale, right? Can you give us some ideas for for that, for example? Like it can be as literal as like, hey, good job, Gabs. Nice job. Hey, I did that really well. Or a fist pump or something, you know, and, and actually a fist pump is really good because it's something physical. It's like, yeah. And you see a lot of athletes do this. And this is not, it, it's, it's actually taught uh, by, you know, their coaches or their sports psychologists or whatever anchoring celebration with a physical activity or a physical gesture really does help to keep them in that winning headspace so they keep whatever role they're going on uh that they have keep keep it going on so you see it with athletes they do it all the time well we can use those same techniques just even if we're not professional athletes we can just be professional life people livers right and so we yeah. can use those same those same techniques so yeah you don't have to throw yourself a parade. You don't have to eat a cake, right? It's just like, hey, nice job. Hey, I made that thing, right? I, I practiced my piano 15 minutes today. Awesome. I learned three words in Spanish. Great. You know what I mean? And, um, and, and again, like that. What does it do? So if it's just not for yourself, but when you celebrate others, uh -huh. maybe your spouse, maybe your kid, maybe your, I don't know, the the whomever. I mean, that also plays into this and, and makes you feel better, doesn't it? It does. It does. Well, it makes you more fun to be around, too, right? I mean, yeah. if, yeah, if yeah. you're celebrating for other people, they want to be around you a lot more, which makes you happy, typically. Um, so, yeah, it, it does change things. And there's, there's, a, there's a philosophy, I think it's a Hawaiian philosophy, um, and one of, the, one of the things they say in there is, bless that which you desire, right? Mm. And the idea is similar to what we were just talking about, how, about how your brain works. When you when you celebrate for other people, you see somebody have good fortune, and you, and you you're happy for them, and you celebrate for them or with them. It actually teaches your brain that that's okay for you to also experience, right? Um, unfortunately, many of us have been have learned to sort of be jealous or oh man, how come they got that instead of me or whatever. Well, if you're if you're angry at somebody else having this thing, what you're teaching your brain and your subconscious is having that thing is bad and so mm. it kind of sets you up for failure whereas you turn that totally around when you start to celebrate other people's success and with with them is yeah. even better it's more fun but even if it's just for them you really set yourself yeah. up for more success
Absolutely. And uh, you talk about the importance of making this a habit. I mean, and, and this goes back to so much and it takes a lot of work and you have to remember to do it. And, and But as you do it more often, it, it, it becomes a habit. It just becomes almost second nature. And, and, and that is a key to all of this. Absolutely. Absolutely. This, this is one of the frustrating things about my job, I guess. And, and not, <laughs> just, not just my job helping people, but also being a client myself. You know, I'm sure my psychologist is quite frustrating yeah. with me sometimes, right? <laughs> um, is, that, is that, you know, we can have all these great insights and these great ideas, and it's good. It's good for us to recognize that. But unless we build them into a system, it's really hard to maintain and sustain them. Um, and that's, mm. that's, the, that's the part where a lot of us fall down on. We, we have the insight, but because we're, you know, it, it seems like too much or we don't, we don't build it into a system, then we forget and we drift back into the old way and, you know, oh, this doesn't work that well and that sort of thing, right? And so, so the idea is yeah, all of this, all, all the stuff I talk about, but especially this, because this is so out of the box for most people, that it is going to take a little bit of uh, willpower and discipline up front to practice this way of thinking, this way of looking at life. But as you do it, we know the more you do something, the easier and more automatic it gets, right? And so after a while, you don't need to use much willpower or discipline at all. Your emotional inertia will keep you going, and then it just becomes a natural way of being, and then, you know, you've got the keys to the kingdom at that point. Did I read somewhere that you've got something up your sleeve to help people with this? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm not supposed to talk about it so far, as far as my marketing okay. team says. But, um, but yeah, we're we're in, we're in pre-launch with this uh, right now. But yeah, this is exactly what I was talking about. Because we need a system to to build the habit. Uh, I'm putting together. I have put together a system to help people do these sorts of things with a little bit of time investment every day, like five ten minutes. And be okay. able to like build these habits long term. So you 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 get this. You know, it's almost done for you. I mean, you still have to show up and do it, but um, it's as easy <laughs> as, as as I could make it, and as uh, cost effective as I could make it. So definitely check this check this out. Like next month, I'll be I should be ready to talk about it. So. Stay tuned. Dr. Gans Ferentz sticking around a little longer than uh, normal during these uh, COVID times uh, because I had a couple more questions for him on, on this edition of how does it make you feel. We were talking about, you know, taking life head on, taking the fight to life in, uh, in our first segment. But a couple more questions from you on the text line when it comes to going back to school. And, and really, this is uh, we won't talk to Gans until the end of September mm-hmm. again. So I thought this would be a great time. Gans, I know there's a lot of parents who you know some parents are absolutely fine with going back their kids going back to school some kids are as well others are anxious for those who are nervous who are anxious what are what are your what are your recommendations right now as we as the clock ticks down to uh, the kids going back to school yeah it, it, it is a it is kind of a stressful time to try to figure out which way you're going to go right um I, I would say a couple things one is um look at your own personal situation your own family situation who is at risk if you know um, if you got people with health issues or different things like that um and and make a decision based on that but one of the most difficult and stressful situations that we can face as humans is not knowing right and and not having certainty and so um when, as soon as you can get to that decision point once you make that decision then make sure you and your kids and your family everybody knows what that is 
so that you can then start to relax around it, right? Then comes the other work, which is preparing for whatever that decision is, whether it's going back to school or if you're going to homeschool or, or whatever that, that decision might be. So that's one of the things. Make that decision and then, you know, relax around it once you've made it. The second thing is, particularly with little kids, well, actually with all kids, you want to have a direct conversation with them about what this might be like. Um, mm-hmm. If there are concerns that they have or if there are concerns that you have as a parent, I think the best thing is to talk with the kids and share with them what is going on. Now, it's got to be age appropriate. You don't tell your five-year-old the same thing you tell your 15-year-old, right? Yeah. It's not the same degree. But uh, it is important to like actually face whatever those emotions may be, either in yourself as a parent or your kids, and start that dialogue. Because what that's going to do is going to really help the kids to feel safe and comfortable coming and talking to you, well, basically about anything going forward, but especially if they start to have some anxiety or worry or depression or fear or any of that stuff around going back to school. Now, a lot of parents will think that they want to protect their kids. They don't want to show them what's going on, but the kids will pick it up, right? We're not not that good of actors, really, and so the kids (laughs) pick it up, and so it really is way better for the kids when we just call it what it is. Yeah, I'm feeling a little sad, or I'm, eh, I'm, I'm, I'm not clear whether I want you to go back, or you know, I'm excited about you going back, or whatever it is, and just share that with them, so they they don't think they're they're crazy by picking up all these weird vibes, but then no one's yeah. talking about it, right? You have talked for the years on this show about the importance of making sure that uh, your the kids kids feel safe and know that they have a safe place to turn to in their parents, mm-hmm. and and how important that is in in every aspect of their world i'm seeing a lot of parents um you know posting their decision on on social media and saying now that we've made the decision as you said you know we're going to move forward and no looking back and urging everyone to to respect that decision Mm -hmm. right i mean whether it is you decide to keep your kids at home or you're sending your kids back for whatever reasons every family is different and i've said through all of this it's so important to to be respectful which seems to be lost a, a lot of the times now but to be gentle with each other. We need to be gentle with each other, like as families, because every family situation is totally different, and and we really don't know the backstory of what somebody may have gone through or is going through or what their specific challenges are. And so, you know, if we don't know, let's let's extend to other people the same respect and grace Mm -hmm. that we would want extended to us. And, And you're right, unfortunately, in times of stress, this is one of the first things to go. But that's (laughs) if we start to pay attention to it and we make a little bit of a deliberate effort, we can actually bring that back. And and it starts with each one of us. If I show grace to my to people around me and also to myself, because that's the other piece that needs to happen. Um, But as I show grace to myself and other people, that empowers other people to do the same for me, but also for other people and to spread the good stuff in the world instead of the, the frustration and the anxiety and the you know the tribalism that, that tends to happen so yes please be gentle with each other be gentle with yourself and i'll say be gentle with your kids too because whether you're homeschooling whether you're sending them to school all of us are kind of off during this time mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. because of all the changes we've had to had to make so their grades may not be as as good as you're used to they may mm-hmm. uh, be a little bit distracted or you might be a little bit distracted or you know everybody might be a little more frustrated because you know the teachers are trying to figure out how to do this in a different way um so you know 
showing some openness, some um, some patience with each other and ourselves, and some grace with the whole system is going to go a long way to help our kids feel safe, and but also for us to feel safe as well. Great advice, Gans, as always. Again, Dr. Gans Ferentz, you can find out more at his website, AskDrGans.com. I have to ask you, uh, before I let you go, and I don't know the answer to this, but on this International Dog Day, do you guys have a dog? We do not have a dog. <laughs> I had a dog when I was young. But, you know, like, International Dog Day is awesome because I think pets pets are, pets are great because they do help <laughs> us stay grounded. Eh? They say... You know, unconditional love, especially a dog, right? Cats are just too cool for school, though. But (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Gans, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Look forward to talking to you again at the end of next month. All right. See you soon.